It's time once again for the Passion to Succeed podcast, where we explore the traits, mindsets, and attitudes of passionate and successful individuals. This show is for anyone who wants to make a difference, make more money, learn from the greatest minds, and discover how to be more successful in all you do and doing it with a pure passion to succeed. Here's your host, serial entrepreneur, successful author, and the world's most passionate master coach, Craig White. Hi everyone and welcome to another podcast show. I hope you're having an uh, absolutely wicked day today. Joining me today, we've got an amazing guy, somebody I've, I've worked with and been inspired by. He's become a good friend, a uh, great guy called Barry Phillips. How are you today, Barry? Yeah, brilliant, Craig. Thanks. Good stuff. Good, good, good. Guys, for those of you that don't know Barry, Barry, uh, commonly known as Barry the Book, um, has been running a fantastic company called Knowledge is King now for around about 14 years. And they're very much responsible for providing thousands upon thousands of people within our industry, you know, hot and up to date personal development material from all over the world. And in many cases, I know you've brought, you know, some world renowned leaders and authors and speakers from around the world, you know, to the UK stages, which is, you know, been really great, Barry. Um, I know we share a passion for personal development and connecting with ourselves, and I'm sure we'll discuss that at some point today. But how did it all start for you? Because I know you've, you've been involved in the industry now for 18 years. I mean, where did the idea of Knowledge is King come from, and, and you know, what's, how does it work for you, really? Yeah, good question, Craig. Um, yeah, ultimately, what it, what it was, I was, I was uh, 18 years ago, I was actually a network marketing myself. Um, I was working with a company, an American company called Envirotech, that had a whole range of, of, of um, waterless technology products, which were way, way before their time. Um, and within that, we were building, myself and my, and my dad, we were actually building quite a large team ourselves. Um, and to support them, we started to bring in um, the good books and the good CDs from, uh, from America, because at that time, I mean, you could not find them anywhere uh, for level money. You just couldn't get hold of them in the UK. So we'd already started to establish a few connections with people like Jim Rowan um, and a couple of the other big American companies that were that were at the time selling both network marketing and personal development material. So we were bringing it over, and we were uh, helping our helping support our growing team with with this material. Now, unfortunately, what they what they chose to do um, a couple of years into Envirotech in the UK, they chose to go back to a direct the, the traditional direct sales model. Um, which meant that overnight we lost our royalty income. However, what we had done is, we, one, we'd established some great connections with people in personal development and network marketing who had great material, but we also realised the importance of it as well. Um, one of the things I remember in those early days is that, that I kind of, kind of recognised something I think Jim Rowan said, um, which is that your business will only grow as you grow. And, and I recognize that myself. I saw it in my own experience. I love the books and the CDs anyway. Still love reading, you know, reading all the material myself. Um, but we also saw it happening in our team. We saw our team growing, building, um, and, and obviously them benefiting from growing, you know, and it, it helping them to grow their businesses. So although overnight we were no longer in a network, um, we had established some good contacts, including other contacts with a few other companies. And so it, it was almost like a natural progression to, to, you know, to move from being a network marketer to, to supporting the industry with that material. And, and that's, that's literally how it started. And Knowledge is King's now been running for 14 years. It's awesome, really, because I know you kind of look to um, really 
keep in tune with the British attitudes really and look to bring in the, the relevant resources. Um, obviously, I'd imagine you're scouring the world and you, you've got them connections. Um, I mean, I'm a firm, firm believer as well. You, you know, we do become what we study. Um, Absolutely. And... Um, you know, I'd imagine you've got an extensive library yourself, Barry, that yeah, spanned absolutely. 14 years. I can just visualise and imagine what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, there's there's so many that sometimes you forget, you know, some of the, the best ones. And I mean, I know we've talked about this before. As if I had a conversation with a customer this morning who'd just gone back over uh, Questions and the Answers by Alan Pease and, and just sort of said, yeah, wow, I can't believe how much good material's in there. You know, I know I've been using this stuff. But, you know, I bought this in 98, he told me, 1998, he bought it and he's just revisited it and, and started using it again. And, and that's often the case with it. You know, so sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's you know, it's, it's one of those situations where you can't remember all of the good stuff that you've, you've read and, and, and listened to over the years unless you've implemented it and it's made a massive change in your life. I think that's a key aspect, isn't it? Because I know, I, I mean, obviously I've got that hunger an appetite for personal growth and personal development as, as I know you have. And I think, as you said, a lot of the time people, it's the importance of not just learning the information, but acting upon it so that it becomes part of you. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're just reading the information, I know, I, I think maybe from my early experiences, and I don't know, you, I'm sure you've maybe experienced the same sort of thing, but from the early experiences of reading a lot of books, but probably not putting a, a, a high enough percentage of it into action. So I was never actually really learning i know you've said before kind of do the thing and have the power um yeah i think we've discussed at some point i mean it's always very important to keep fresh with what's hot and what's in the market today what's relevant to today's industry but there is some all-time classics that you can just consistently keep reading again and again isn't there oh absolutely and i mean that as i said each time i speak with people especially people who have been around the industry for quite a while um like yourselves you know, that's that's very, very common. And, and sometimes we, we do have to do that. I mean, I do I do it personally. I mean, Think and Grow Rich was, was one of the reasons I actually formulated Knowledge is King, in fact. And, and that's actually what, what happened. Whilst I was um, in between kind of jobs after Envirotech went back to direct sales, I, I was working very briefly for a company down in Bristol. And I used to commute on a daily basis from Wallingford to Bristol, which is about it's about 90, 90 minutes there and back. And I had, um, it was an old audio seed, uh, audio tape at the time. It was a three audio tape of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. And I used to listen to it every day on the way down there, on the way back, almost to the point where, well, I mean, firstly, I, I wore the casing out. You couldn't <laughs> read, you know, the exterior where it used to say Think and Grow Rich. But I could almost at that time have, have you know, talked to you about it verbatim. And, and giving you exactly what he was saying on the CDs. And lo and behold, within, I don't know, about two months of, of, of you know, this starting this Bristol uh, commune, I, I formed Knowledge is King. The joys of being a busy man, hey? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you formulated Knowledge is King really from the back end of that then. That's awesome. I, I do believe that, yeah. And that's, so that's one of the ones that I revisit on a, on a yearly basis. Uh, normally in January, I always go back over that. You know, my, my copy's well highlighted and I just go back over the relevant bits. But it's interesting because even then, you know, some of the bits I've forgotten or I haven't necessarily implemented them. Now, do you think it's as you grow, you start to see things differently, I suppose, through, through your personal growth? You, different things kind of fall into place at different times in your life, I suppose, would they? 
Definitely. And it's, it's also good to keep a track of that, things like that as well. It's one of the other things that, that, you know, I remember, again, going back to the early, early days, we, I spoke to a lot of people that were, were ex-Amway, um, and they all used to tell me that even if they hadn't made any money from Amway, the biggest benefit that they gained was was getting involved in some great, you know, reading and, and listening material, because that's something that Amway used to do a lot, you know, promote a lot. And and again, that's, you know, again, Jim Rowan comes to mind there where he says, it's not what you get, it's what you become. And, you know, sometimes we don't necessarily recognize how far we have moved on. You know, we've read a lot, we've implemented certain things from different books. And it's very easy sometimes not to, you know, not to actually acknowledge just how far you have come and how, how much you have grown and the benefit of that, you know, because it's not just your own benefit. Obviously, if you're working with a team, you, you know, the teams see it and they, they replicate it. And But it's the same when you've got kids. You know, when you see your kids taking note of what you're doing and, and you know, duplicating you, and copying you, and it's positive stuff, stuff you learn from books, that to me is icing on the cake. You know, that's what it's, that's the real um, nitty gritty of, of, of personal development, you know, in, in, in its entirety. I suppose you're very much creating that empowering environment, starting with your own self, you know, because it's the inside that creates the outside, isn't it? So I suppose, you know, from doing so and, you know, studying, I, I get that message. Obviously, certainly with like Think and Grow Rich, you've studied that program from the book to the audio CD that a lot of it would be, you know, part of your deep-seated beliefs and second nature to you. You've become very much built around that. And I can understand the, creating that environment for, for your kids. I mean, obviously... I've got a couple of young kids and um, actually I'll tell you Barry, my, my youngest, I went, it's quite funny because I've got a, a real good environment. Obviously the personal developments allowed me to have that same effect on her and um, she's got a philosophy of I can and you know, you, you keep on keeping on and practice makes perfect. She's only four and a half. Um, she's got a great little attitude and we, we went kite flying the other day and um, she looked at me and she said, daddy, you really need practice to get good at this. <laughs> and I just thought that's brilliant, you know. And I suppose like our, our industry, it's worth practicing. It's worth getting good at because it, it will change people's lives, won't it? Absolutely. I mean, that's it, it, it's mass Good point as well. Good point that you've, you know, you just brought up there. I mean, there, there's, there's a, you, you probably heard, I can't remember exactly where it came from, but um, it, it, there was a study done. And, and to master anything, they, they were talking about 10,000 hours of practice, um, and it's been followed up recently with, with, a, with a very, very, very smart book called Bounce by a guy, an English guy, in fact, called Matthew Said. Now, Matthew Said was a was a England um, table tennis player, okay. and so he's studied it from a sports angle, but he's then now studying it from a business point of view. And it, again, it's no different. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that people face when they join you know our industry the direct sales network marketing industry is that they don't realize that if that's all they do is just keep practicing they will be successful hmm. you know if they don't get overnight success or quick success sometimes unfortunately some people you know tend to go elsewhere or they look elsewhere or they, they actually sometimes think that it doesn't work but if they realize right from the outset it's just a case of getting good at a few very very simple skills uh, and they're pretty much the same across the board, you know, whichever company you're working with, then, you know, you can become whatever you want to become through that industry and through that company, which is which is phenomenal. Nothing like it out there, Craig. It's that, I suppose, the key of perseverance, isn't it? And 
I'm trying to remember what book book it was I read. It was recommended by a good friend and colleague of mine, Stephen, and it was talking about the difference between, you know, mediocrity and the top performers in any industry, in any sport, in any area of life is one hard-hitting word, and that's chronic inconsistency. Yeah. I suppose it's that perseverance, as you said, learning them core skills. And I suppose, like... One of the things I've learned with my personal development, I think, you know, Jim Rowan was famous for saying that, you know, there's no new fundamentals. You know, if anybody, you know, says, hey, I've got to found a brand new way, a new fundamental here, you need to be going in the other direction. And I suppose that's the, you know, in life, in our business, in, in personal growth, whether people want to be, I suppose, you know, a great footballer or a great rower or a great mum or dad or whatever it may be. Um, it's that perseverance with, you know, implementing the basic skills and, and looking to just be the very best they can be. Absolutely. And then just to practice it. I mean, you, you know, again, going back to the sports, I remember I remember um, when Beckham was at, the, at his peak, um, you know, re- re- renowned and, and recognised as one of the best players, if not the best player in the world at one point. Uh, people used to talk about his free kicks mm-hmm. and, and, you know, everyone used to marvel at them and, and you know, and, and obviously that was something he was well known for. But I also remember reading about how he'd finished training, all the other guys would go home and for the next three hours, he'd be out on, you know, he'd be out at Old Trafford practicing corners and free kicks. He'd have one other person with him just throwing the ball back to him. So all he did for, you know, and that, that to me, again, emphasizes why why he was so good. Yeah. Uh, he was prepared to do. That's the other thing, which, which again, you just touched on there, which I think is really, really key. I remember not, uh, well, not not too long after I started, I met a very, very influential couple uh, of, of leaders from um, from um, another company, and, and I actually I did a kind of semi interview with them, um, just purely wanted to find out about them. But what was what was what was it that was making them so successful? And bear in mind, this was sort of ten years ago. I mean, they are now earning over a million pound a year in, in the industry. They're, they're, you know, both from the UK. Um, and I remember I was sat there and, and it was so simple what, what she said to me that I didn't really grasp it at the time. I wrote it down and, I, you know, I've been back over the notes several times. She turned around and she said, the difference that makes a difference is being prepared to do whatever it takes. And that's, it's something that's a very, very, it, it's, a, it's almost a throwaway comment, but... When you really, really think about that, if people were totally prepared to do whatever it takes, firstly, they'll never have to do everything they think they're going to have to do. But more importantly, they would reach the top of whatever their top of whatever network they're in or whatever industry they're in or whatever business they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you, you touched on persistence there. And, you know, that is one of the major, major keys. I suppose that commitment, you know, going back to, you know, doing what it takes and the kind of the philosophy of, of Beckham. And I suppose so many people, you know, in our industry um, or in sports, they, they see the success and they see the fruits of people's labor. They see the lifestyle. They see, you know, the, the great lifestyle, the great cars, houses, holidays, all the shiny things that come along with success. They see the people, the people that people, the person people have become even. But yeah. what they often don't see is this commitment to have that attitude, I suppose, of doing what it takes from the point of, you know, I remember um, talking a while ago, I think it was a training I did, and I was talking about the similarity, are premiership footballers worth the millions they're paid? Well, yeah. I think I think they are, because I think they've made themselves worth it, maybe right from an early age, when, you know, if you take someone like David Beckham, he probably wasn't out in the street, you know, 
robbing cars or, or <laughs> he wasn't um, eating McDonald's. He was on a strict diet. He was on a strict training program. He was committed to his goal, his passion. Um, and he had a passion to learn. And, and as you said, you know, um, make it happen. Absolutely. And I, and I suppose that's the same in everything, isn't it? Well, absolutely, yeah. I mean, sport is a great analogy in, in, in them respects. I mean, the other one that instantly came, come to mind, comes to mind there, I mean, as you know, I'm a keen golfer, and Tiger Woods. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods has been nurtured from the age of uh, you know, two to three to four, I think, to be the best, the greatest golfer the world's ever seen, which is what he has become. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, he, the, the benefit that he's, and, and the level, the different level that he took golf to, uh, you know, again, at his peak, I mean, I say at his peak, he's just won a game this weekend, just gone. Uh, US Open coming up in two weeks' time. You never know. He might be, you know, he might be winning another major. But again, if I've, I've read several of his books um, and the, the, the dedication, most people, to be fair, wouldn't be prepared to put that in. Um, you know, but that is to be the pinnacle, the, you know, the best in the world. Not everyone's trying to be the best in the world in this industry. But if they just realise that it is a case of committing... Uh, you know, being persistent and, and practicing until they get good. Because if you keep practicing, you will get good. It doesn't matter what aspect it is, whether it's phoning people, whether it's cold calling, you know, meeting people on the street, doing presentations. It doesn't matter what it is. If you practice, you will get good. Yeah. Eventually, you'll master it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I know one of the things um, that we share in, in common is a, a kind of passion to connect with ourselves and keep fresh to what matters to us I suppose you know the power of goal setting we know the importance of of goals and 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 why um and I'm I'm sure maybe you could recommend a couple of great books for people to really nail this because I think as you know it's like what we're talking the the sports tiles and Tiger Wood it's the dedication to achieve what they've set out to achieve what goals they set what they're passionate about what what matters to them and I think you need that to be able to make that decision to do whatever it takes Definitely. Um, what I mean before we kind of because I'd like to chat with you because I know we both went away last year for our own reasons, but we it was really empowering. And um, what was um, what would you kind of recommend for a, a, on a book point of view? I know there's loads, Barry, but from your experience, for somebody you know quite early on in their business or relatively new to goal setting, or maybe even someone that's not mastered the importance of goal setting yet, what would be a one or two cracking books for them to study and implement? I mean, the two that instantly come to mind, Craig, and again, this is pro- probably more, I mean, it's based on my opinion, but also more on what I know has helped so many people over the last two or three years, uh, has been The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson and The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, because they're not, they're not specifically set out, you know, hey, this is how to set goals, but the principles of them are all about, you know, setting your goals, Having having your plan and then working it, but doing it doing it really small, you know, one bite at a time. Just those little things that make the difference. Yeah. If you can change those habits, mm-hmm. then even if you're not prepared to sit down and, and set massive massive goals, you will notice a difference in all aspects of your life. Um, and again, the, the the feedback and the uh, the results that we've seen people get over the last couple of years with those particular those two particular items has been phenomenal. So that would be a strong recommendation from me. Oh, brilliant. That, that's interesting. I wouldn't have expected you recommend them, but I can see why. Um, obviously, having read and studied the, the both of them myself, I can I understand why. But it wasn't what I expected, so you pulled me out of <laughs> the bag there, mate. <laughs> but I know, um, I mean, I, 
I went away last year. I know as I think it was last year. Time flies when when you're having fun, doesn't it? Um, Absolutely. But I know I, I, we share a, a common um, vibe, I suppose, or a common feeling of the importance of spending time with yourself and connecting with yourself. I mean, wh- where was it that you went again? I can't remember now. Well, it was it was actually my fiftieth, my um, fiftieth last October. Yeah. And I'd always wanted to go to Asia, somewhere I'd never been before. So um, I had this goal of, of visiting several of the Asian countries and. Basically, I took a month out, out, out of the business from the 50th. Um, I visited uh, the Philippines, uh, Vietnam, uh, and Hong Kong, China. So it was it was pretty amazing and kind of did that on my own. Uh, met a few interesting people along the way, but it was phenomenal. In t- I mean, I know what you're getting at, and it's sometimes hard to quantify just how important um, time out, out from, from business, from work, from, from everything can be. You know, I mean, these days, as 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 we know, we're we're so much busier. We're bombarded with a lot more information due to technology. You know, you've got your phones and and, and every other form of, um, uh, you know, every other form of technology that you use. And and I do feel that even more so now, people need to get away, even if it's just a you know a couple of days. Um, but but to just spend time on them on on them with themselves. Sometimes do it nothing, Craig. I know we mm. talked about this. For me, it wasn't necessarily what I was doing when I was away. It was just the fact I was totally freed up. I had I had nobody trying to get hold of me. You know, the phone was left in the room every day, um, and and just I got so in touch with what I wanted to do. I had inspiration. That's the one for me. The biggest one for me is when I totally shut down from everything. I get inspired. I'll sometimes wake up with a with an idea. Um, you know, or I'll, I'll just be cycling and I'll have an idea. Um, I'll be near the sea. I tend to get a lot of ideas there. And it's just that whole experience of being away, away from it all, um, clearing your mind. To me, I, I look upon it as a mental shower. Yeah. Um, you know, completely emptying the head um, and let new stuff come in. And truly um, relax, hey. I think that's yeah, the key you know, as well. I know, I know when you were you were telling me about when you, it was Thailand, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, what in in that respect? What, what you know? What based on what I just said? What 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 did you also experience? Was it similar or? Well, yeah, I think. I mean, I I went away because I'd always wanted to learn to meditate and I wanted to do yoga and I just. Uh, I just reached to a point and this was it was early last year and I just thought to myself, do you know what, I'm going away for a week. So I found this tiny little island, I think it was two weeks uh, before I booked everything. Uh, the beauty of having a, a royalty income and the freedom of choice, hey. Absolutely. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I just went away and uh, connected with this wonderful French couple um, who live out in, in this beautiful little island near the Cambodian border. It's very very out of the way in Thailand. It wasn't commercialized. It was real, real Thai. Um, yeah. it, it was great. But what, what I found was, um, I'll be honest, the fear, I remember when I was traveling down to the airport and I got to the airport and I thought, and I love people and I love spending time with people. And I just remember thinking to myself, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> but then actually when I got out there and I, I, you know, I just, I do love that time. Sometimes I'm the same as yourself, Barry, just that free time when you don't have to worry about anybody else. And it, and it may sound a little bit selfish, but I think, you know, we often talk about people go on holiday to relax, but you go on holiday with your loved ones. Yeah. And I, I believe that actually you never relax on holiday because 
I think people care about people generally. And I think when you go away on holiday with your loved ones, you're always concerned about them. You're always wondering, are they having a good time? Do they need anything? You know, can I help them? So I don't think you actually truly have that mental shower or that you, you truly relax. And what I found with going away was I didn't have to worry about anybody else. Again, no one was contacting me. I didn't have my phone. I got up, I did my meditation, I did my yoga, which was all very new to me. Uh, but it was, you know, really empowering. I'd walk down the beach and I was just in my own world. You know, I read a fantastic book called The Biology of Belief. And that was, it was amazing, really. I was learning a lot of things on a spiritual side. And then I was reading the scientific um, yeah. the scientific side behind all this. And I just thought, this is just amazing. Um, and yeah, I, do you know what? I just connected with myself. Just that quality time with just me, uh, which was difficult as a people person, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But empowering. And it's also because we don't do it often enough, Greg. Yeah. You know, I mean, where you touched on that fear bit, I mean, I, I know exactly what you mean. Um, to be fair, you're actually stepping out of your comfort zone when you do something like that, especially when you do it on your own. Yeah. Because you're also in a position where you, you've got to, if, if you want to get on when you're in, you know, when you're halfway around the other side of the world, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to ask people questions. You know, sometimes people that, that don't speak your language, you've got to adapt. You know, there's there's quite a bit of stretching as well involved in it. You know, I always feel that I've stretched myself when I come back from something like that as well. You know, I think that's a, that's an additional bonus. It's not necessarily what you're going for, but it does actually it does actually help as well. What, what do you think? Oh, without doubt, I think you you, you do come back feeling revitalized. You know, re-energized, uh, as you said earlier, inspired. Um, with a new focus I mean I just come back and people I remember people saying to me look great I was only away a week yeah and okay you know I was eating you know beautiful seafood you know drinking a lot of water and you know but I I felt great and I suppose it's that philosophy when you feel good you 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 portray that positive good feeling don't you that vibe um and people noticed um and I, I know not everyone can go away on holiday, but I, th- I still think, you know, it's not, not necessarily the fact that you went to Asia and, and I went to Asia. It's the power of the doing that, even as you said earlier, Barry, even if it's little moments of quality time, like you said, when you're out on your bike or, you know, if you go for a walk on a Sunday afternoon or if you, you know, you want to learn to meditate or if you just give yourself time every week where you decide, look, this is my time. I'm going to shut down and I'm going to go and spend some quality time with me just to, I suppose reconnect with what's important to you. Definitely. I mean, you you mentioned you know you mentioned something that that I, I really relate to. Where you said about it almost it, it almost sounds a bit selfish. Because yeah. I do remember the first few times I've been doing it now for about the last four years. But the first few times, you know, I did feel a little bit selfish, and I, I had to I had to get in touch with that, and 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 you know I I, I wanted to um, the, the, the sort of the part of me wanted to understand why I felt like that but also I wanted I didn't want to feel like that so um, I, I did some reading along those lines and I came up with what I now use instead of selfish I use self-focus and I think everybody needs time like you said just for themselves to just focus on you what do you need at this moment whether it be you know some time away on your own a, you know, a massage um, go out on a, a bike ride, go out on an inspirational walk, go on a course, do something new, take up something new, but do it just for you, and that be your own time. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 then stick to it, commit to it, use the slight edge, the compound effect principles. You know, of of using and doing something on a regular basis, 
um, that does revitalize you. As you said, you know, I, I paint, you, you paint a picture to me there where you said about when you got back, a lot of people commented on how well you looked. And obviously the fact that you looked well meant you felt well. You were exuberating that, you know, that, that, that kind of inner confidence and that inner peace. Um, and that's what people want. Hmm. You know, and, and like you said, we are we are trying to attract people to us in you know in, in our business. So um, great, again, great tip there. If you if you're on top of your form and, and you feel at peace, then you're going to attract that kind of person as well. Yeah, I, I really like the fact where you've you've obviously, as you said, you've read in and looked into this and and kind of acquired that it's that self focus. Um, I do love that concept because I think that's really important for people to be able to tap into the inner power that we know everyone possesses and to feel good about about life. And then, you know, when they're on that philosophy of, I think, you know, Jim, well, Jim Rohn used to, used to talk six days on and one day off, I think yeah. was something I listened to where, you know, you've got six days, you know, that's how, how you want to work your business, six days where you're focused and you're in your zone and you're having fun doing what you do and, you know, creating a legacy and certainly in our business, you know, having the power of being able to develop and, and make a difference to people's lives, you know, from, you know, you know, personal development through to the, you know, the networking industry. It's all, you know, it's all personal development, isn't it? Let's be honest. Absolutely. I think that's what our, our business is core to. Um, but to be able to spend that quality time with yourself and have that self-focus so that when you are having your own time, you 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 keep to them principles you were talking about and you make it your own time you have that quality time whether it be with your family whether it be with your friends your loved ones but you also have a little bit of time just for you yeah oh, absolutely so so clear mate and, and personally it makes such a difference hmm. um it really does certainly i you know i've experienced that and and i know you know i've shared it with other people i know other people that started more recently and and you know commented back that you know, hey, that was fantastic, and and the other thing again, as I say, I, I, I like I like this one because it's not the one you do it for, but it's it's a big big benefit. It does take you outside your comfort zone a lot of you know a lot of what you do, yeah. even meditation. I remember where I first started meditation, it was so uncomfortable, Craig. Mm -hmm. You know, to actually try and quiet my mind for five minutes, <laughs> let alone the twenty that I'm being recommended, was was really really tough. And even now, you know, if I'm not on it regularly then, you know, I have to go back, and it's almost like starting again. Yeah. Because we've all got so many things going on in our heads. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, mate, isn't it? It's just making me chuckle there, because I'm just remembering, just like trying to quiet in your mind is near on impossible. You think you've mastered it, and then you realise that actually everything's flowing all over. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So is, med is meditation still something you, you, you know, you try to quiet your mind and, you know, have a little bit of quality time there? Is that something you still yeah, do? Yeah, well, what I've done, Craig, it's, it's quite a good, it's a good question, interesting, because uh, I'm one of those people, I, I, I love the concept, I've read so many people, you know, Wayne Dyer was the biggest, probably the biggest, you know, the, the biggest influence in my own personal life over the years. And he's someone that, you know, every day, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening, you know, swears by it, talks about it all the time. So I, I got involved in it. I, I started doing it um, and, and did notice, by the way, lots and lots of very, very positive results. But I still struggle with it. And I, I, if I'm honest, I didn't practice it enough. Going back to what we were saying about practice, I wouldn't say I mastered it. But what I did find is, is that I, I can do it in a different way now. What I tend to do is I do it when I'm out on my bike, on my own. I can just totally lose myself. I mean, I've been very fortunate in that I live on the River Thames. And so I'm, I'm, I'm two minutes away from the, you know, the, the, the paths around the Thames. 
And I, I very often, especially after work, I'll just shoot off. Even even if it's only for half an hour. Right. Like last night I was busy, but I I fitted half an hour in. And and again, I can I can come back from that, and I can have let go of everything, and and the mind almost be empty. Mm. Um, you know, just that focus on on pushing myself on a bike, um, and just being in nature. You know, being in in, in a very quiet environment. Um, and so that I still like, and I, some most people wouldn't call that meditation, but for me. That is, that's my meditation. Do you know what, Barry? You've just inspired me because I live not too far away from a beautiful park, um, some amazing parks in the Peterborough area, actually, and um, I brought myself a bike for that exact reason. And then um, it started raining a lot, so I actually haven't fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obviously a fair weather biker, but, you know, you've just inspired me to actually, do you know, this evening I'm going to go out on my bike and just let go. Um, so next time I see you, make sure you ask me, am I getting on with my bike riding? I will, I will definitely. Just on that note, I actually go out when it is raining. Okay. I love, I don't know about you, but I, I mean, if you know, if ever you've been anywhere in, 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 in the, um, you know, in, in the countryside, in the forest or whatever, there's always that kind of like clean smell and when it is chucking down the rain. So although it isn't always raining here, Whenever it's raining, I actually I'd rather go out when it's raining than if it's if it's lovely and sunny. Personally, um, and again, it tends to be nobody else out. So where I go, there won't be. Yesterday, it was chucking with rain. There was no one else by the river. I was the only person down there. I'm, it's so lovely down there. It's beautiful. Okay, I got wet, but hey, even even that sometimes getting wet is quite refreshing. So. Lots of different ways you can do it, isn't there? Yeah, mate, I'm inspired. Hey, you remind me, like, every time, because I, I travel a lot like yourself, and I think every time I come back to the UK, I always love coming back to the the cold, fresh air early in the morning. It just reminds me that I'm back home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can, see the, I can see the attraction. It's raining today, mate. I'm going to make a commitment to go out. Absolutely. In, in, pers in pursuit of my happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Barry, I, I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, and um, it's um, it's great to chat with you. I, I certainly feel inspired, um, and um, I knew that we'd be able to, you know, share some value with with everyone that listens to this podcast show. Um, so, what I'll do is I'll um, I'll get this out to everybody. If everyone wants to, um, you know, connect with Barry, you know, you can do at their website knowledgeisking.co.uk. They've got an amazing resource of resource even sorry of personal growth and network marketing material from books cds and dvds um and there's a great thing i think you write it as well barry you've got that little section is it is it called something to think about that's the one yeah um, and that's something that you put together from your findings from your own personal development is that right yeah brilliant so guys get onto the website uh barry i really appreciate your time mate and um i know you're a busy guy and um yeah i'll um i'll look forward to speaking to you soon you're welcome, Craig. Craig, pleasure as always, mate. Take care. I'll see you soon. If you enjoyed today's show, we would appreciate it if you would like. Most people share through social media. Then subscribe, rate, and provide a review over at iTunes and SoundCloud. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us. The Passion to Succeed show is brought to you by passiontosucceed.com. Get over to the website, subscribe, and join the community of passionate people. 